call to the booth. We got a Super Bowl 55 champion. Congrats, Tom Brady, man. He's the damn GOAT. If you bet against Tom Brady, we ain't going to talk about that yet, man. But we're going to talk quarterbacks for next year. Of course, we're talking Super Bowl. Paul, drop that beat. Call to the booth. We got a Super Bowl 55 champ. His name is Tom Brady, man. And the Bucks defense. We can't leave out that Bucks defense, man. When we while we showing love on this show, we cannot leave out that Bucks defense not one time, man. Cause they did the damn thing, man. I love, I love that Harrison. I love when we see defenses come out and ball, man. So when they could really stamp that defense win championships. Stamp that. Stamp that. I love it. Yeah, I love I love watching uh, the defensive performance from uh, yesterday as well, or Sunday, uh, rather yet, in that Super Bowl performance. And, you know, it was interesting. Obviously, Tom Brady won the MVP, but it almost felt like the MVP was from the defensive side of the ball. It's just they all balled out. You couldn't really yeah, pick one. It was spread out. So it's out. like you almost had to, go to, you had to go to Brady for the MVP vote. Yeah, but uh, but all in all, man, how, how, how Tom had the, the vibe of the team, and he did his thing on offense. He barely made a mistake. You know what I'm saying? Just how he controlled the the clock, everything, man. You got to give it to Tom. He for sure was the MVP. So I by, by the middle of the third, Tom was already my MVP vote, man. So I would have gave it to him. One thing that wasn't standout yesterday, and low-key it's one of the favorite parts for everybody's Super Bowl experience, Yeah. Uh, were, were the commercials. Every year you have one or two that really take home the cake. I can't lie to you. Yeah. This is not one of those commercials that really did it for me yesterday. Usually, people are talking during the game. You shush them because you want to listen to the game. Right. And then you also shush people during the commercials. Yeah, too, that's part of like, the game. Hey, I wanna... Yeah. And but at a certain point, I was like, yeah, every, everybody who was in, invited to, to my little get-together, rather small, I kind of said, hey, we all talking during commercials anyway. Cause <laughs> I, 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 lost, I lost faith after about <laughs> halftime. That was, it was it for me. Yeah, I felt like I felt like the vibe of the commercials was, it was like the state of the United, the state of our world right now. Like, it was a lot of sad commercials and, you know what I'm saying? It was like everybody, when they say, are oh, we going to do our Super Bowl commercial, they wanted to, you know, hit on the state of the world a little bit. So, man, it was... I don't know, man. I don't know if commercials is for that. You know what I'm saying? Commercials are supposed to be funny, quick, witty. You know what I'm saying? But, you know, it, it's, it was kind of sad watching all them sad-ass commercials yesterday, man. So I, I wasn't with the commercials neither, man. Yeah, and and the ones that were intended to be funny weren't 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 right. that funny. But like had, was, they, had all, they had all year, goddamn. I feel like <laughs> they was a little long, too. It was some long commercials, man. It was, I don't know. It was different, man. It was different, but hey. That's the world we live in right now, yeah. man. That's that's that's. Yeah, but maybe it did feel long to you because we were all waiting to see more action from that game. It felt like, all right, Patrick Mahomes might be able to force a comeback here. Want to see if Brady could hold on to it. There was so much looking forward to in that game. Yeah, it turned out to be more lopsided than I think anybody predicted. Uh, but since we obviously since you're here. There's no way we can't talk about the defense. We'll talk about Tom Brady. We'll talk about Patrick Mahomes. We'll talk about the offensive side of the ball. But defensively, the job that Todd Bowles did against Patrick Mahomes uh, was great. And I think you and I, we talked about the game. And yeah. I know you talked about the game even outside of the show. Uh, it felt as if we almost forgot to mention the offensive line issues even more than we did. Yeah. I, uh, because Todd Bowles really queued up a lot of defensive plays there that really helped out. Exactly. And it, it was like, 
where the pressure was coming from was right where the injuries was at. So, man, I, I downplayed it. I definitely downplayed them two left tackles being out. And, uh, you know, I thought, it's Andy Reid, man. He going to find a way. He going he gonna to find some way to, you know, slow down that rush. But he never slowed down that rush, man. It was like every play, Mahomes was retreating. He was scrambling, moving around. And, and they never found an answer for that, and, and they and they got that pressure without blitzing, man. They did it. They they was blitzing four guys. I mean, they they rushed four guys: Sue, Pierre, Paul, Shaq, and whoever else was in there. They rushed them three guys, and them three guys got pressure all day, man. And I I never I I, I that was if I can guess how this game is gonna go, the last thing I would have said is the Bucks gonna get pressure with four people. Even with the hurt tackles, I'm just like I, I just thought Andy Reid was gonna have an answer for that. You know what I'm saying? And he never really had an answer for it. Were there were there any special defensive plays or any defensive special defensive uh, assignments that you saw that really that Todd Bowles unit really performed well? I know one play that was highlighted when they blitzed both uh, cornerbacks yeah. and put everybody back in coverage. Can you give me some nuggets from, from what you saw that really uh, caught your attention? I mean, with that play, you see, that play, that was they, that's like a zone blitz. You had three deep, three and three, three deep and three under. They didn't even zone blitz that much, you know what I'm saying? So, and even on that, he juked the corner and uh, a ball hit Tyreek in both hands. So, that almost should have been a touchdown. So, that's probably why they stayed away from it a little bit. But I didn't see nothing super special, man. They played cover four. They played two-man, and they ain't do nothing that special. They backed up their safeties about a little five yards deeper than they would regularly be in cover four. They backed up their underneath defense about four, three, four yards deeper than they would usually be. You know what I'm saying? So they kind of really kept everything in front of them. But usually that Mahomes don't got no problem with that. Usually he's just dink and dunk. All right, y'all want to give me this? We'll run our little reverses. We'll run our short passes. And, uh... He usually have an answer for that, but, man, it was like he ain't had no answer for it. Uh, they tackled super good on defense, so when that ball was thrown in front of them, they tackled. They was able to keep two high safeties basically the whole game and still stop the run. I figured they'd do that, you know what I'm saying, with with the best run D in the league. But, man, that defense, it was it was the, 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 the difference in the game, in my opinion, was just the confidence and the aggression that that Tampa D played with. They played faster. They played more physical than Kansas City the whole time on offense and defense. They just was the faster, more physical team. And that confidence, man, that that confidence that Brady bring to that locker room was on the all-time high, bro. That team was not going to lose. I seen Shaq come with the red, black, white, crazy-looking suit. He had a grill in his mouth. I said, oh, shit. That confidence <laughs> was just on another level, bro. It was... It's hard to beat a team like that, man. You can take the best offense in the world. You put them against a, a flying around, super fast, confident defense, that defense going to win every time, man. So that Bucks, that defense showed up ready to go, and them boys took over the game. One thing that there's some commentary after the game, some people were saying, I, I bet some of these teams wish they were able to interview Todd Bowles again. Or that if they were head coaching jobs still open, maybe he would – a bit stronger candidate. Yeah. Um, and I know there's actually been some reporting that th there had been some thought maybe uh, the head coaching interview process doesn't end until after the Super Bowl, giving the, pe giving the coordinators a better chance to really focus in on the interviews, the guys who make it longer in the postseason. 
uh, because Todd Bowles, from what he did in that performance, what he did throughout the entirety of the playoffs, taking right. out uh, Aaron Rodgers uh, in, the, in, in the NFC Championship game, winning the, the divisional round, which was against... Breeze? Who did it? Breeze, yeah, sorry. T- mm-hmm. And taking out Drew Breeze. I mean, that's taking taking down three Hall of Fame quarterbacks. Mahomes not in the Hall of Fame, but he know, will be. more than likely will be. So, uh, yeah, no, I think it was a very obviously a very important performance and great performance from them. From the offensive side of the ball, though, what did you see the Chiefs do? Uh, there's a lot of talk about the penalties. Yeah. Uh, not a great day for a lot of guys in the secondary. Uh, what did you see from the Chiefs' defense? Oh, from the Chiefs' defense or from the Chiefs' how they was on offense? Oh, yeah. We'll, yeah, we'll move over to the Chiefs', the Chiefs defense now and right. how they well, were. Well, the Chiefs' defense, uh, they couldn't stop the run. It seemed like... Every drive where the Bucks went down and got points, they ran the ball well on them drives too. You know what I'm saying? So, the, so they didn't stop. They didn't stop uh, the Bucks from running the ball, man. I feel like that same momentum, that same aggression, you can see it on that O line versus that D line, man. They was mauling that D line, and um, the Chiefs got a few pressures early, but Tom really didn't have any pressure on them all day, and they mauled them out in the run game, man. And that opened up. That opened up play action passes. That opened up screens for them, man. So it was like a perfect day on offense for the Bucks, man. Everything that they called, the, the the way that they the way that they wanted to play the game, it, it played out perfectly for them, man. Uh, uh, so they ain't have to do. They just ran their offense, man. They ran the ball. They threw some good, threw some screens in there, and then they ain't even take too many shots. Usually they take a bunch of shots. They ain't have to take too many shots because they was hitting guys like. Eight, 10 yards, and they was able to catch him. Gronk was able to catch it and run a couple times, man. So, A.B. was able to catch it and run a couple times. So, they didn't have to do nothing out of the ordinary, man. It was just it was just hitting everything that they called. They was just hitting it. So, it was simple to me. They stayed to their game plan. But that run game was really the difference, in my opinion. Yo, yo, this is Keenan Allen. This is Jared Goff. Devin McCourty here alongside my guy. Jason McCordy on the other side. Yo, this is Tyron Matthew, and you know I had to make the call to the boot. You know how to make that call to the boot for my guy, Keith to lead. Yeah, man, you know we had to call it to the boot for my man, Keith to lead. Always an honor being in Mr. Pick Six presence, man. It felt as if the running game was a lot easier for the Bucks to implement because of how that first quarter, or first half rather yet, right. ended. From Tyron Matthew's interception being called back to the the pass interference on Breland yeah. on, on the Mike Evans uh fade it was I guess it was a fade route yeah. that ended up getting Gronk his second touchdown in the end zone. Those are those are critical penalties. Critical, critical penalties that gave the Bucks the ability to feel more comfortable running the ball and controlling the clock. Right. Uh yeah, have you been lead. I'm sure you, you've played in a multitude of games. How difficult is it when you're starting to feel as if the referees won't let you play, won't let you be physical right. as a DB. That's that's frustrating, man. Uh, but you just gotta keep playing. You can't really worry about it. And I think they did that. I don't think. I think second half they ain't had too many penalties. They had maybe two or three penalties in second half. But uh, you just gotta keep playing. You can't you can't argue with the refs. It's, there's nothing you could do about it. So you just gotta keep playing. But I do think those penalties was timely, man. Those penalties definitely didn't cost them the game because. The Bucs was just too aggressive for the Chiefs' ass anyway. You know what I'm saying? But the timing of those, the timing of those penalties and the result of those penalties, man, that, that definitely played a part in, in 
shifting that momentum. So, you know what I'm saying? It's a momentum game, and you want to catch that momentum uh, any way you can. So, uh, all them penalties did was make Tampa keep the momentum. They came out with the momentum, with the, the aggression. And, and when you got penalties, when they got an interception, and, oh, that shit got called back. That's just shifts the momentum in your favor again. And, and the same thing with the deep ball. I didn't think neither one of those was penalties, man. Uh, you look at Mike, he running a five-yard hitch. Anybody who know Mike, if he run a five-yard hitch, he's going to throw the DB by every time. The DB put his arm out, he stopped himself, turned to an interception, and they end up calling that little flag. And then the other one, Breland fell down, he hit his foot. It's not like he reached out and clipped his foot or nothing. He just fell down, he hit his foot on mistake. And they called it, man. And uh, them, them two penalties right there was huge. But I don't think they determined the game at all, man. But if the Chiefs could have caught the momentum early right there, like, you know what I'm saying? When Tyron got the interception or right at the end of the half, if, if they would have been able to stop them from getting points, came out, it would have just, it would just, it might just shift the momentum a little bit. So whatever, whatever, man, it happened, it happened. You got to, you got to be able to shake back from that. And they had plenty of chances to shake back from that, but they ain't do it. Plenty of chances. I, I thought the game could have shifted when they got that fourth and goal stop. Mm -hmm. uh, and then. It, it seemed as if they could have shifted the momentum again when they only when they held the Bucks to the field goal. But then I believe it was Hardman or another player on the roster was lined up in the yep. neutral zone on that Both field goal attempt. Poof. Critical plays, critical plays that really changed things. Uh, and then we went; they went into halftime, and nothing really changed too much uh, uh, on the side of the ball for the Chiefs, exactly. or at least in terms of when it comes to the final result. And then another uh, thing, another thing about the game, though. Uh... The Chiefs, like all year, all last year during this twenty-three and one run or whatever, they they wide outs, they extra, they skill guys made plays. Man, you see some great catches by Tyreek Hill and, and some great break tackles by by Kelsey within that long run. But nobody really made no plays for uh for Mahomes yesterday. Man, he got the the ball hit a receiver in his face and literally in his face mask three times in the game. You know what I'm saying two of them probably would have been touchdowns. So. The Chiefs ain't make no plays, man. It was they ain't they ain't make no plays for their quarterback, man. So as much as he was scrambling trying to find something, when he did find a little inch, guys weren't able to capitalize. So that had a lot to do with it too. I do want to talk about Patrick Mahomes uh, specifically about his performance and what it means to his legacy. But before we get to that, uh, let's do a five star rating. How was the weekend's performance during halftime? Three. Okay. I give him a three. It wasn't bad. I like and I like his songs. You know what I'm saying? But I don't know. I felt like the the vibe of the Super Bowl. It kind of wasn't the right wasn't the right guy to put out there just because you know Super Bowl halftime is like an up tempo kind of party. You know he kind of just R and B. It's kind of laid back. It's kind of you know what I'm saying he talking about breakups and stuff like that. <laughs> I'm a weekend fan now, but I think just the stage that he had to to perform on it was kind of big. So. I give him a three. Mm -hmm. It wasn't it wasn't the best I ever seen. It wasn't the worst I ever seen. Right in the middle, so I give him a three. Uh, with that being said, what's the best you have ever seen? Super Bowl Fifty, baby, Beyonce <laughs> went stupid, man. I, I I had to watch that on record. Like, wife and them told me she went so hard, I had to watch it on record, and she went hard. Okay. Uh, what's the worst one you've seen then? Oh. I don't know. I, I really don't even watch them. You know what I'm saying? I don't watch them. Yeah, we don't, we don't need to be airing anybody out. I don't really watch them like that anyway. I don't, I don't see too many of them. You know what I'm saying? So I, I couldn't even tell you what the worst one. Okay. Uh, all right. So let's talk about this. Patrick Mahomes uh, had a subpar performance. Uh, 
as we look at it, it looks it seems as if people are more cognizant of that it's not necessarily just Patrick Mahomes. It's a team sport. Right. Offensive line really wasn't there as you as you pointed out. Wide receivers uh, or the pass catchers rather yet really didn't make the plays that you would hope they would make in a big moment. Uh, some of the commentary though coming after the coming out of this game is that now it seems impossible for Patrick Mahomes to catch Tom Brady as the GOAT, the greatest play, football player or at least yeah. greatest football quarterback of all time. Do you agree with that? Yeah, I agree, man. It's going to be hard. It's, it's, it was going to be hard if he won the game. You know what I'm saying? So if you win this game, now you got to win four more, and, and now you tied with the GOAT. If you win four more, you tied, and I guess you got the head-to-head, -head, but, I mean, he also he beat you in the playoffs before and sent you home. But I guess you got the head to head, but now you got to win six of them. Like I don't I, until you get to a, until you even put pressure on the goat, I can't even really have this conversation, bro. Like you know what I'm saying you gotta you gotta have some pressure on the goat first. Like I'm at four, you know what I'm saying I'm at four, and and it looked like our whole team finna come back to get five. Like okay, now this is a conversation to be had. But you know. I think people jumping the gun on the goat talk with Mahomes, and he, he don't get me wrong, he do look like the baby goat. He even had the magic, even had me in the days, and made me bet against Tom Brady. You know what I'm saying? I was even lost in the magic, and I bet it against the goat. You know what I'm saying? But that goat talk, man, it's hard. It's, it's tough. It's hard. You know what I'm saying? So we'll see. But I, I, I doubt anybody ever catch Tom on them chips. You better hope he don't come win another one next year. So it's hard, man. That goat situation is that's a hard, that's a tough jacket to wear, man. According to I think this the ESPN stats and info, it was the most pressured a quarterback has been in the Super Bowl. I think it was over fifty percent of his uh, dropbacks were pressured. Now, with that being said, if you're a DB or as you were analyzing the game, did you feel that there were things Mahomes could have done? better specifically Mahomes could he have maybe implemented more drop-offs maybe been more insistent on the running game even though it's probably going to be hard because yeah, of but how I the Bucks are structured I don't think that's just Mahomes though I think collectively the enemy Andy and Mahomes could all did some things different uh like you said throw the ball quicker get the ball out your hands but I mean they tried to though that's the thing they tried to the Bucks tackled so good, bro. It's, it seemed like they didn't even try it, but they did. They never got no yards after the catch on them short passes because the Bucks just tackled amazing. So, man, I felt like I felt like you know about that twelve to fifteen yard window right in the middle of the field. They could have threw the ball right there more. They could have tried to work to work that middle a little bit more. But even then, it takes time to do that. So he never really had time to drop back in the pocket, let a guy run a dig or a stop right in the middle and throw it. He ain't really had that time. He dropped back. Oh, I got to go. He started scrambling immediately. So once I scramble out the pocket, I can't really throw to the middle of the field no more. So I think the Bucks just did a hell of a job, man, creating pressures. The ends didn't just rush outside every time. Sometimes they they looped them around. They came with the inside pressures, man. They, they did a great job switching up the, the routes for those four D linemen, man. And uh, they all met at the football, met at the quarterback so many times. So, man, I, at the end of the day, it's stuff that we could say right now that he could have did better, but everything was on the clock. He ain't really had no time to do that stuff. I thought me and my brother was talking. I'm like, they should have, 
They should have attacked the corners with them deep ball. Put a, you know what I'm saying, a high load them corners, super sell you a deep corner route and a short corner route. You make the make the make the cornerback pick one. But bro was like, shit, he had no time to let them develop. And I'm like, yeah, you're right. Like, you know what I'm saying? We could sit here and say what he could have did, but when you got them D linemen rushing you like that, man, it's hard. You have to solidify your defensive line and your offensive line. The game is running the one in the trenches, and yet we as a larger media, as a larger uh, fan base or NFL fans, it, it's amazing how much we don't think about it until you have to think about it. You're like, right. whoa, huh. The quarterback does need some time to throw the ball. Yeah. Like, <laughs> and, it's and, amazing. And, uh, and Pat Mahomes, his, his little toe played a little part too. I feel like he, he would have handled that pressure a little bit better if he was 100%, but you could just tell he... He was a little gimpy. He couldn't get out of them jams like he normally get out of them jams. So that played a little part too, man. If you was gonna pick a game for your toe to be messed up, you don't, you don't want it to be messed up against these rushers. For sure. Uh, I do want to talk about Tom Brady and how that uh, how yesterday's win or Sunday's win uh, impacts his what happens next season. What happens when it comes to uh, quarterbacks around the league? Does it influence certain decisions? Guess we'll see how it all plays out. We'll be right back with Call to the Booth. We'll talk about Tom Brady and the rest of the potential quarterback movement around the NFL. We'll be right back. Support for Call to the Booth is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below the waist grooming. And big news from Manscaped, they just released their new cologne scent to help you feel good and smell good all over at all times. Now, who knew smelling good could actually feel this good? Man, and, and Manscaped is trusted by over two million men worldwide. So don't get lost in the shuffle. Join the movement, Manscaped. And that two million people that are that approve it, the men, I'm sure the women approve it as well too. It comes into a nice, great package. We've talked about on Manscaped before on the show with the perfect package 3.0. It comes with the trimmer comes with the ball wipes. I mean, it has literally everything you need and then you just throw on some cologne and you really have everything that you need in order to, uh, well, what, how would you say this, Akeem? Be in playoff mode? To yeah, be just to be you know, ready? Just to be ready for the game, you know what I'm saying? You don't know what's gonna happen in the game, but you wanna be ready for that game, right? You know what I'm saying? You don't wanna know, you don't want the female to not feel your vibe because of your smell, you know what I'm saying? So we could check that box with Manscaped and I'm not really a cologne type of wearer, right? So I got my pack from Manscaped, you know what I'm saying? I bust it open, I laugh at the ball wipes. All right, all this, you know what I'm saying? I spray the cologne just to check it out. I'm like, oh, it smell cool. About like 45 minutes, you know what I'm saying? Wifey came in and you know, I'm like, what's up, baby? She's like, what's that? Where you been? And I'm like, what, baby, what? And she like, man, the cologne, I said, like, what you got on cologne? I said, smell good, she said, yeah, smell good. So look. She think I was going about to go do something or coming from somewhere. That's the vibe, the smell gave her, you know what I'm saying? So y'all better get on board with it, man. It's the truth. Uh, these personal stories are the best. You know what to do. Go to get your 20% off with free <laughs> shipping uh, with the code NOFLYZONE at manscaped.com. One more time again, that's 20% off with free shipping with the code NOFLYZONE at manscaped.com. Look good, smell good, feel good. Manscaped. We're back with more call to the booth. Akeem Tlaib, Harrison Sanford. We're talking about the Super Bowl. The pa the almost said the Patriots because that's how you. <laughs> I had Tom Brady being a lot of people making that enough. mistake this morning. <laughs> <laughs> Indeed, uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers 
winning the Super Bowl over the Kansas City Chiefs. And that does actually bring me to Tom Brady and the impact that he's had uh, in the NFL. Most of his time spent with the New England Patriots, now the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, saw some videos this morning or, and late last night. Tom Brady almost had a stoic uh, demeanor after winning this seventh Super Bowl. And you could hear commentary from player after player that Tom just inserted and brought a level of swag and confidence. Can you give me your personal experience on why you felt you were capable of winning a Super Bowl the moment you played with Tom Brady? Give me something about his aura, his leadership skills that really makes me feel as if I I know what the Tampa Bay Buccaneer teammates are going through when they're with Tom. All right, so so first of all, like we ain't in the era where he had to create who Tom Brady was. We ain't in that era. So in this era right here, his name alone is Tom Brady. You like, oh, he he he. We talk about him as being the goat, the greatest of all time, right? So when you got a guy like that, man, it just boosts the confidence of everybody around you. Period. You you always think you got a chance to win with him, and that's just because his name alone. And then when he come into the building. You see how he work. You see how competitive he is. He talking shit to you. Know what I'm saying you see like he 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 normal. He one of the guys, but he just that that storybook guy who you create. You say all right, he gonna be the first one in every day. He gonna be the last one to leave. He gonna live and die football. He gonna take care of his body all day. Like he just really that person. And then when you really get to see that with your own eyes, I heard Mike Evans talk about. I take care of my body way better now after I've been around time. Like little stuff like that rub off on you. You know what I'm saying? So, man, I just think it's that it's that it's that confidence that he bring from just the way he work, the way he approach every day, and what you used to watch on TV all the time and YouTube, and you could just you see what he done in the past, and then when you see him live, you like, oh, you know, it don't surprise you why he do that, man. I, and and guys like that, man, like. I'd say like this, when, when we had Peyton, boom. Peyton played the first six or whatever, which was pretty cool. Boom, Peyton gone, and then it kind of started flowing through the locker room. Peyton finna be down six to eight weeks. Peyton finna be down six to eight weeks. So we like, shit. But the confidence that he had us, we looked at it like, all right, he gonna be down six to seven weeks. I mean, six to eight weeks. I mean, we just gotta, we can't lose more than three. If we, if we, if we, if we go five and three, or if we go four and two, or something like that, then Peyton will be back, and then we'll be able to do this. Like you always got that confidence, like you know what I'm saying. We could just hold it down until he get back. Then we could possibly do this. So, man, that confidence was written all on their uniforms. By when they came out the tunnel to the first play, man, the beginning of the game, you can just see how confident the the you could look at it and see in the tunnels. You know what I'm saying pregame, you could just see like. Who is the more amped up, more confident team? And the whole every scene I seen, it was the Bucks, and, and and that comes from Tom Brady alone, man. That's that Tom Brady factor that you always think you got a chance to win when he on your team. When you when you walk into a, a building and you got the, the the headliner, it always makes life I'm feel easy. You. you walk with a bit more of a swag. Hell yeah. So last year commentary about Tom Brady, whether it was his arm strength, his, his, a lot of commentary was based not just on the roster, the, the, the pass catchers in New England, but just particularly on the, the talent level of Tom Brady himself. It, there was some commentary that his skill level was deteriorating. 
He's made it clear he's coming back next year. Yep. Where do you see his skill level versus last year versus where it could be next year? Well, I mean, I think last year his skill level looked like it diminished a little bit because the guys around him. I mean, he had his best receiver was hurt. You know what I'm saying? He didn't really have his guys out there. So it's hard to work with scraps, basically. It's hard to work with scraps, man. So if you lie, if you if you surround him by a dog ass O line and and two dog running backs and three number one receivers, you know what I'm saying? A Hall of Fame tight end. When you surround him by a cast like that, man, you asking for for success. You know what I'm saying? So next year, man, I see them coming back being the best team in the league. I, they definitely gonna get a a, a, a championship like fight because you know everybody wanted to play the Bucks hard anyway because they looked at them as champions because they had Tom Brady. But you gonna actually get the championship fight from everybody next year but i still think they still gonna win 12 13 games and be right back in the super bowl next year man that team is built as long as they can keep some of these key free agents like shaq like levante you know what i'm saying godwin if they can keep guys like that man they'll be right back in that chip next year i want to get to the biggest uh quarterback in uh, that could be available on the market. But since we're in the NFC South, we might as well talk about Drew Brees, the New Orleans Saints. Yeah. Uh, reports have come out, multiple reports, that Drew Brees is expected to retire. It's also believed that Jameis Winston is uh, like the, the front runner to get that quarterback job mm -hmm. uh, or to get the starting position if, if, that, if that all works out. Do you think... How do you think that should play out? Do you think that will work? If I'm Jameis Winston and I'm getting the chance to not only replace Drew Brees, right, but I'm also working on, on the heels of Tom Brady taking the team I was just quarterbacking for right. and taking them to the Super Bowl, if there's any motivation, if there's anything that's going to lock you in, this, in the film room and get you right and motivate right. you to be your best, it has to be this, right? Got to be that, man. Uh I feel like the I feel like the Saints like Jameis. You know what I'm saying? I th I think they watched him work for a year, and uh, they like what they see. You know what I'm saying? I always was a Jameis fan, man. I felt like he threw too many interceptions, but uh, I felt like some of the greatest quarterbacks came in the league throwing a bunch of interceptions, and as time went on, they got better at it, right? But Jameis ain't seemed like he got better at it his last year in Tampa. But I mean, he was in the offense that allows you to throw a lot of interceptions because they throw a bunch of balls downfield. So he almost encouraged you to take shots downfield in this in this offense. So you're going to throw more interceptions. So uh, I feel like if he would had a couple more years in his offense, he would have got better, man. I, I, I always believed in James. I thought he was a pretty good quarterback myself. So Sean Payton is a, is a, is a great judge of, of players. So he, if he's seeing me, he like him. He like him for a reason, man. And I think I think Jameis gonna be the guy in New Orleans. He got to sit behind Drew and really watch how he go to work. And I, and I think that's that's ultimately what's gonna help him. Forget what Tom Brady doing. Forget where you at. You just being able to just be in the shadow of Drew Brees and watch how he work and watch how he think and ask him, what was you thinking? Why did you check that on this? That's gonna make you a better player in the long run. You know what I'm saying? So Jameis, the next guy up in, in New Orleans, man, I like it. So let's talk about the, the quarterbacks. As I alluded to, Deshaun Watson, management has come out and said they have no intentions of trading Deshaun Watson. Right. Do you believe that to be true? And if you don't believe it to be true, where would you like to see him? 
I don't think. Do you, I don't think rather yet, where would you like to see him? Where do you think he ends up? I don't. I don't think it's true. Just because uh, that relationship ain't there, man. I don't, I don't, whether he, whether you don't want to trade him, if he, if he go about it, come in the building with a hoodie on, not talking to nobody, like you don't want your face of your friend, you don't want that. So you might as well. It, it, it's it's already tarnished. You know what I'm saying? So you might as well just replace him with something. You know what I'm saying? Before you replace him with nothing. So I think it, I think it's a done deal, man. I think it's over with. Uh, I want to see him go. I love to see him go to Vegas, man. Go out there to Vegas. I think they probably had a, in a spot where they've been riding with Carr for a while now, and he ain't been to the playoffs like that. He just, you know, they like him as a person, but as a player, he really just not getting the job done. You know what I'm saying? But at the same time, he might, you might could still trade him to somebody and give him a fresh start, and somebody might believe in him, right? So. I love to see him go out there with Groot, man. Groot is a great grower of quarterbacks, man. So uh, they got some speedy receivers out there, man. It's kind of a young team ready to hit the scene, man. That's a, it's a, it's gonna be a good market. It's Vegas, man. It's gonna be a pretty good market for him, man. So he's not going to like a little low, low, low budget market or nothing like that. So I love to see him go to Vegas, man, and rock out with Groot and him in Vegas. It must be a a, a wonderful time or a heck of a time. If if the Raiders, Vegas Raiders, can be a good team yeah. after this pandemic is over, that is start. I mean, that's 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 a lot of fun on deck. Uh, exactly, if we can get past this part of of our lifetimes right now. Uh, so and I do hope, I hope as well that Deshaun Watson does get traded because as you as we talked about Tom Brady having a quarterback who believes in what's happening in the building yeah. has an impact for the entire roster. So it's in their best interest to bring in somebody who could probably be more optimistic about the future of the franchise. Exactly. Uh, speaking of the future of the franchise, it seems as if Carson Wentz is out. Uh, in Philadelphia, reports have come out that uh, the Philadelphia Eagles are intent on trading him in the next maybe 24, 48, 72 hours. Where would you like to see him go? And do, and do you think he could get back to his almost some people were saying near elite level right i think i think he can get back to that man and and like i said uh the it come out that him and him and doug peterson were kind of bumping heads man so that you're gonna see that in your play right if you and the coordinator that's a marriage right there if y'all really not on the same page you're gonna definitely be able to see that in god's play man so i love him to go go to the coach and get back with frank with frank wright and uh that's who had them playing that way, and I think it's because of their relationship. They was just on the same page. They had great communication, and uh, I love to see them get back in, in that kind of situation, man. A great O line, you know what I'm saying? And 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 that's just everything is is set up for them to win right there. And I think if he got back with that coach, with that communication and that vibe, man, that he he'll get back to being being uh, elite, playing on that elite level again. Mo Ali Cox, Jack Doyle, and there's another. And Trey Burton, all pass catching tight ends. Mm -hmm. You got, uh, you still got T.Y. Hilton. You got Michael Pittman Jr., who had a really good rookie year. Mm -hmm. And obviously, you have uh, Jonathan Taylor, Naheem Hines, and you still have Marlon Mack, I believe. Yep. Still eligible to come back. A lot a great of weapons. Offensive line. A lot of weapons. Great and a stout defense. Yep. Solid defense. Uh, they, that's a, that's a that's a team waiting to explode for real. Yeah, and that and that division. Uh, we don't know what's going to happen with the Texans and the Jaguars are still a ways away, yep. even if they end up with Trevor Lawrence. So there's a window for them that you would hope that they attacked. All right, let's go through some other quarterbacks that will be of note in the next 
uh, two to three weeks. We're going to take a break here, call to the booth, but there might be things happening between trades and things of that nature. So we're right. going to lay out some predictions for what might happen while we're gone. I'm going to name a quarterback. I'll keep my, give him a quick answer. He might go a little bit more in depth depending on the situation. The first one might be a little bit quicker. Uh, we'll start with Mitchell Trubisky. What happens? Mitchell Trubisky, I think he'll be gone, man. I'm not sure where he'll end up, but I don't know. I think I think Mitchell Trubisky, he's he going to be a good backup in our league. I don't know if he's a starter like that in our league, man. He got opportunity after opportunity. So I think the next place he land, it'll be as a as a veteran backup role. Maybe, maybe you know what I'm saying, showing one of these rookies how to work or something like that, man. But I, I don't know. I don't know if he'll, he'll be a, a big-time commodity in this in this free agency. Wonder, wonder how that quarterback decision impacts Allen Robinson's free agency decision because he's a free agent as well. Dak Prescott, what happens? Dak stand down, man. They're going to they gonna, uh, hopefully give him a big contract, but worst case scenario, he's going to be making $35 million again this year on the franchise tag. So either way, he's going to have a star on his helmet next year for sure. Cam Newton. Cam I think Cam is going to end up on on one of the teams like who don't who don't end up drafting a quarterback or they don't end up getting the one out of the free agency or they don't get the Deshaun Watson trade. I think he'll end up they end up with Cam and maybe a Washington or the Bears or something like that. He I think he'll still he'll still be able to be a starter. You know what I'm saying in this league, but I think it's going to be for one of those teams who tried to go somewhere else but they couldn't capitalize on it. You know what I'm saying and and they end up with Cam. Quarterback most likely to start for the New England Patriots next year is? Quarterback most likely to start for the New England Patriots next year is? Hmm. Some reason, I feel like it's going to be Jimmy G, man. I feel like the, the Niners don't really believe in Jimmy, and they're going to try to bust a jug and, and get somebody else. That's Deshaun. I, I, I kind of like Deshaun out there, in, out there in San Fran, too. But I think somehow, some way, man, they're going to come up on, on one of these rookies or one of these other guys, and uh, they're going to get some good draft picks from, from, from New England. And I think Jimmy is going to be gone back to New England. True or false, Drew Locke will be the starting quarterback going into training camp for the Denver Broncos. True. I think they're going to try to get Deshaun. I don't think they're going to get him. So... If they can't get Deshaun, I think they 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 not mad. They 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 ain't just happy, but they satisfied with Drew. So I think the answer is true on Drew. True on Drew. There we go. I like that one. You gotta make it rhyme. Uh Andy Dalton back as a starting starting backup quarterback for the Dallas Cowboys. Yep, he'll be back again, man. I think he kind of knew that role. He knew what he was getting himself into when he went there. And uh he played the hell out of his role, man. Shit, he, he had to step in and be the starter for the whole season. He did what he could. So, And I think the Cowboys, they like how he stepped in. They feel like if he was to have to step in for two or three games, they'd like that even better, you know what I'm saying? They, they like what they got if he had to step in again. So I think he remains the backup quarterback for the Cowboys. Another backup quarterback. What happens with Ryan Fitzpatrick? Ryan Fitzpatrick, the same, man. I think I think uh, him and Flo, they got a, a, a great relationship. And uh, he know he the backup, man. He know I'm not going to be the face of any franchise. I'm here to hold it down until the young bull is ready. 
And uh, I think he'll have a lot to do with this offseason, getting to a better this offseason. And uh, I think he'll stay in Miami as the backup because them too, they like they like what they got. They know if we got to bring him in, we know what we're going to get from him. As long as he happy, they happy, man. He living in Miami, doing his thing. He probably happy. So I think he remained the backup. True or false, Sam Darnold will be the starting quarterback for the New York Giants, I mean, New York Jets next year. False, false. I think uh, worst case scenario, they're going to draft one of them young boys at number two. And uh, they saw Darnold, man. They seen him work. They, they seen it with their own eyes, man. And he's still young enough for them to get some good in return for him if they was to trade him. So it's dangling. It's out there. It's rumors. It's out there, man. It's, it's a reason for him, man. So I, I think it's somebody else. Somebody else. It's a different quarterback for the Jets next year. True or false, Matt Ryan and Julio Jones will be back for the Atlanta Falcons next year. Mm, mm, mm. False. One of them going to be gone, man. Oh, geez. One of them going to be gone. So I think, the, I think the quarterback is pretty much there. I don't know. I like, I like Julio to get moved this offseason. Uh, I think he, he, he probably loved living in the city. He probably loved the city of, of Atlanta. But as an NFL player, he probably ready to move around a little bit, man. So I see him going to a veteran team, somebody who a receiver away. And uh, I think I like Julio to get moved this offseason. Last but not least, Kirk Cousins will be the starting quarterback for the Minnesota Vikings next season. True. Hey, they came out and said Kurt ain't going nowhere. They say he ain't going nowhere. He ain't going nowhere, man. I, I like it. And uh, they they had a, a down, a little off year. You know what I'm saying? But the way he spread the ball out to them, I think he he in a good spot, man. They, 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 they defense would have been what their defense normally is. They would have had a better, a, a lot better of a season. You know what I'm saying? So their defense kind of fell off this year. And that was the reason the team ain't do so good. So I think he'll stay there, man. I, I think they believe in him. Yeah, they had a nice little three-headed monster offensively yeah. between Dalvin Cook, Justin Jefferson, and Adam Thielen. It was, it was productive, too. So that defense mm-hmm. kind of fell off a little bit this year, man. So I think they'll try to build that back up, you know what I'm saying, and, uh, and see what they do next year. For sure. Uh, once again, I want to thank everybody who's been tuning in for the entirety of the season. Uh, it's been a fun one. Uh, we started to we decided to do the podcast. What I guess a week uh, before the season started. Uh, yeah. Key after he made his uh, retirement decision. Uh, we've seen a lot of engagement. We've helped people win some money, yeah. uh, and I know people have been enjoying the content. We've been getting some nice emails, and uh, it's been one of the, my favorite things was that no fly zone uh, anniversary. It's uh it was great to do that. It was an honor of us to, to put that forth for you guys. Uh, Definitely. And I look forward to doing continuing content throughout next, throughout the off season. We're going to have some special surprises, some special pieces of content that I think uh, people will like as we uh, focus in on what teams can do to improve. It's interesting, Akiba, as somebody who's been the, done this media stuff for a little bit, it's always interesting. Beginning of the year, there's a lot of engagement. A lot of people are excited. And then when your team's about four and five, <laughs> your fantasy team is trash. Like you, they don't even want to watch like, football you, no more. <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and they come back around near the end of the season because they just you still miss football. Yeah, uh, so a fan of the excited, game. yeah. But now uh, in the twenty twenty one season, everybody is zero and zero. Any given Sunday, anybody can be, uh, anybody can end up the Super Bowl champion. So. We will guide all fan bases throughout the NFL. For sure. What should they do? Who should they? Who should they trade? Who should they uh, release? 
structural differences, all those things so that you could hope and wish so that your team is ended up like Tom Brady, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at the end of the season. Uh, So appreciate you guys. Uh, Akeem, any last words? Yeah, uh, great season, man. We enjoyed it. We we thank y'all for listening and uh don't 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 forget we we here for the off season man check us out we fans too so this fun for us we love to predict who guys gonna draft where free agents gonna go and you know we had a little insight man my phone go ham so you know we had a little insight man so check us out subscribe follow us on the social networks man we appreciate y'all as much as y'all appreciate us so uh, call to the booth. We'll see y'all soon.